Hey, yo, what's good, ladies and gentlemen? Man, it is your man, B. Vaughn, here tonight with another We Create Music TV interview segment. Tonight, oh my gosh, it's been some time since I had my man back on the show, and I'm glad that he's here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my man, artist and MC, and just an amazing person overall, Nashby. Nashby, what's good, man? Yo, Brian, what's going on, boss? Yo, it's been a hey. minute. Glad to be back. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. Everything's great. You know, just just chilling. Been busy. Man, what about yeah. yourself? Man, I've been I've been good too, bro. Just life. A lot of great things, mm -hmm. a lot of challenging things, transitional things, just trying to get through mm -hmm. a lot of different shifts happening. So I've just been trying to hold on, keep my head focused and sharp and straight and just like, you know, really seeking God for guidance in this season, mm -hmm. man. Step is like intricate right now, man. So mm. I'm just trying to make sure I stay on top of things, you know, and I'm rocking the merch. You know, we got the merch that's coming out. So I'm excited. Right. I'm going to launch that store soon. So it's just a bunch of different things on the way. But I just, you know, I've been I've been well overall. Thank God. Thank God. Hey, thank God for that. But man, so for people who don't know who Nashby is, man, just kind of give us some historical background about about yourself. Well, for sure. Well, um, my name is Nashby. Once again, I'm an artist from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, artist and MC, but primarily a hip hop artist, uh, you know, born and raised in Clayton County, Georgia, uh, you know, went to school, high school, Elite Scholars Academy, shout out to the South Side, um, used to hang out with Mulatto by the bus stop type stuff, like old, like Clayco, South Side um, type things, and um, went to Georgia State University, um, you know, finished school, wasn't the college dropout. Um, definitely on some late registration graduation type uh, in terms of finishing school. You know what I'm saying? Thank God. So I graduated uh, back in 2020 and throughout my entire college career was the time I really took my music career serious as well. And simultaneously was going to school and pursuing the arts. And, you know, it's just been this steady, consistent drive and steady, consistent mm -hmm. workflow. And thank God, man, we're just we're we're making it through. And so. Let me see. Uh, I'm Haitian American. Fun fact: uh, Haitian American, born and raised here, but um, parents are from Haiti. Immigrated to Haiti. You know, um, are all happy. You know, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't think they're dual citizens. I'm not sure. It's a good, I wonder if they're dual citizens, but Haitian American nonetheless. Um, I love my Haitians. I love Atlanta. I love the U.S. So you know, we here. Hey, yeah, man. That's what's up, brother. That's what's up. Hey, you know, so so. For those who are watching now, we'll, we'll be watching in the future. I do have a question for you. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but how did you kind of balance that, right? How did you balance going to school and your music career? Because both of those cause for some real focused attention. That's right. That's right, man. To be honest, bro, it was it was it was really God, man. Mm. Uh, and I really I really have to credit him for kind of giving me the gift of, of multitasking. It's, it's something that I've always done. Like my schedule, I think one of my busiest schedules I ever had was, you know, waking up, I had an internship at the Capitol. And so um, fun fact, I worked uh, for the governor um, and the attorney general one spring and fall. And so during those days, I'd literally get up, you know, and have to be at work at 8 a.m. You know, then I they let me out at around noon, one o'clock so I could go to class. So I'd be in class from like two to three two to four and then on those days go back to work from like four to five four to six 
And then after six, you know, if I had another class that day, I go back to class. If not, then I, I had, uh, um, I was an RA. So I was, you know, a residential assistant on campus, uh, you know, so with university housing and so forth, I had to go back and if I was on duty or meetings or whatever it was. And then after that, I still had to do homework. And then after that, I try to catch some times on my boys at Ice Pop, you know, to hit the studio and write music. So it literally was this um, nonstop grind, but honestly, it was fun. It was just, mm. I enjoyed all of it. So it being like interesting to me, it being fun to me, allowed me to truly like, you know, just kind of let it all flow. And it, it, they were all just long days, but they didn't feel like, the, it, it, I ain't gonna lie, let me not cap. It definitely felt like, <laughs> it was definitely a hustle. It definitely was a grind, but it didn't feel mm. like a struggle. It didn't feel like, oh, I gotta, then I gotta, it was like, yo, all right, cool. Finna get up, go to work, go to the second job, hit the studio. I would be like at my desk as an RA writing music on the on the computer at the at the computer desk. I'll write on my mm. my notes. I actually wrote after all. Wow, now that's a story. Look at God. I actually wrote after all, which is going like really good right now. It just hit about twenty thousand plus streams on Spotify recently in the past month. And um literally nice. I wrote that song at the governor's office. I was working at the governor's <laughs> office office desk. And I literally wrote after all and sent it to myself in the email. So I logged into my personal email and was like typing in the thread and literally emailed it to myself like, yo, this is a hit. And then I went mm. to the studio, uh, if not that same night, like the next night and we got that thing out there, you know what I'm saying? So that was uh, that was always uh, moments like those are definitely definitely priceless. But that's, that's how I did it, man. I simultaneously would try to cross um, my worlds, you know, my worlds always crossed. And, and the reason, and some people might say, bro, you being fake humble, you keep crediting God for everything. You keep saying, God, 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 what are the practical steps you took? Well, I mentioned what I did practically mm. already, but what I say is God is that also at the governor's office, I'll never forget. I get a phone call. Um, person says, Hey, I'm putting on Georgia production day at the Capitol. We want to get the governor to come out. I'm like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're going to try to have Gladys Knight there, Dallas Austin. We're going to be honoring different artists and musicians and producers in the city. So we want him to come out and give a speech or give some form of uh, thing. And it's like, by the way, there's a call center. I wasn't even working at the call center. My manager, uh, my supervisor asked me, though I was working the front desk for the CFO's office, she still told me to plug in my headphones to be one of the recipients to assist with the call center. So I wasn't even at the call center, neither was I even completely focused on the calls, but I was on the call that day and we get hundreds, if not more calls per day. What are the chances I got that phone call? And I went ahead and the, you know what I'm saying? So I went ahead and had the courage and the faith to be like, Yo, by the way, oh, that's awesome. Y'all do Georgia, you know, Georgia production day. Y'all try to see what I can do. Uh, you know, and that's interesting. I'm actually an artist, so I'm, I make music. That's that's awesome. I just kind of threw that out there. And then Buddy was like, oh, you do? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yo, so go ahead and um, here's my email. Send me some of your stuff. Like, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to hear what you got. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, why not? You know, um, sure. And I'm sure at the time he was just like, we're trying to get the governor. This kid says he's an artist. Let's try to brush him up a little bit to see if he can <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm assuming. I don't know if that's, mm -hmm. that was, but I'm thinking maybe that was part of it. And then Buddy hit me back, um, you know, on my email, asked for my number. I was like, yo, kid, like, you're actually dope. And not only do I want you, you know, to try to still get the governor to come out, 
But if, even if the governor can't make it, I want you to perform. I want you to come out and perform for Georgia Production Day in front of all those people. And they actually weren't able to get the governor out, but the lieutenant governor was able to be um, present. Instead of Gladys Knight, Dallas Austin was honored. And it was just a nice, beautiful event. And I was like, bruh, how did I get as deep into politics as it can be? Don't forget, we're working in an all red, like completely red political sphere at that time, right? Mm -hmm. Governor Kelly just elected. I was hired by Governor Dill's administration, watching the news to see who was going to be our next boss. And it ended up being, you know, Governor Kemp. I told God whether it was Kemp or Stacey, I would have served faithfully. And Kemp won. And I was excited to serve under his administration. And like, you know, I was just, and I know there's still conspiracy about that whole election thing, you know, now being outside of it and looking back in hindsight, you know, I don't have an opinion on it because I, I feel like the, there definitely should have, should be more research done, um, you know, for certain in terms of like, before I even comment on anything, but just me serving there, you know, I didn't notice anything that was like, you know, off or whatever, but I've, I have heard some things that people told me from their personal experiences, which I, you know, I, I just, Figure some people might, you know, want me to address that um, to some point. But anyway, yeah, man, just like the fact that I was in an office of in that regard and still was drawn into the music, you know, world, that was a calling. That was a calling. That was that's something that you just you can't really bet on. That's, that's catching lightning in that's a right. bottle. That's something that's that's, that's normal. Right. That's a long you know, way to answer. No, no, no. I love how you broke it down between, uh, you know, understanding that there are practical steps that we as music creatives still take, but ultimately there are things that happen from a spiritual God perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And there are things that are truly God-oriented, God-driven type of situations that you find yourself into. Yeah, of course, you know, we still have to go through those practical steps. We still got to do those things that we are, that we are ultimately responsible for. But as believers, we leave the door open so that God is able to still work in our lives and in what he has ordained, what he has ordered for us, right? So don't right. give don't give me the preaching. Like you and I will be up here preaching together. Oh, but but like, I mean but yeah. <laughs> get the keys. I mean, but that's I mean, but that's facts though. And sometimes a lot of people don't want to hear that side. It's like, yeah, yeah, you talk about God, God, God. But it's like, no, seriously. Like yeah. you find yourself in situations with opportunities and with people that you probably would not have, right? So so speaking of that. I am very interested. So I am very interested in how the whole Russ thing came about. <laughs> ah, that, like, like, because that's the thing, right? Is, is that's a situation that I saw was a God oriented situation, however it may have come about, right? How many people have a connection and is, is doing whatever you were doing with Russ at that particular moment, right? You know, mm -hmm. so to me, when I saw that, I was like, look at that. I was like, look at God. Do his thing. He's opening up doors for Nashby to make headway in the field that he is in. So I'll let you talk about that if you want to shed any light on that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was I thought that was awesome. Man, Brad, I, I that, that's a great question, and you're absolutely right. And what's so crazy that story at the governor's office. So the same guy who called was the same guy who booked me for Georgia Production Day. We mm. met that day. At the performance, there was another gentleman who approached me and was like, I love what you do. I got things I'm working on. I'd love to stay in touch with you. We end up connecting. Turns out him and the guy who called me are friends. Um, and then the guy literally one day just just texted me and was like, hey, um, 
it, he's a funny, funny individual. He was like, hey, man, send the governor's limo and, and meet me at my production studio. <laughs> he was like, okay, that's not a thing. <laughs> but if you want to come and pick me up, then you can. Um, and I was nervous, man. It's like, it's, I only met the guy once. He's asking to pick me up during my lunch break, you know, and something told me to go. And so I did. I had barely known the guy. And he took me to his production studio. Um, it's MVP Studios. They have multiple locations downtown. Mm -hmm. And MVP Studios, literally, they've hosted um, Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther, uh, Men in Black, uh, not Men in wow. Black, Bad Boys, the, the newest Bad Boys movie. Mm -hmm. uh, they did literally like a bunch of deals with Marvel, with everybody. And but and also uh, Future, literally like a, a little baby. Like this guy, he'll, to this day, we're good friends now. He'll send me random pictures with James Harden, with little baby, <laughs> with like a guys. And so it's just funny how that Providence works, meeting them mm. through the governor's office. Those are still two of some of my most favorite, like just natural music business connects because they're like friends, but they're, you know, we also do business. And um, literally from there, I ended up um, reconnecting all on that same night. Remember the Grammys annual um, mm -hmm. party festivity? Mm -hmm. You were there that night. Um, those two gentlemen were there that night as well. And so we just continued to stay connected. And one day I'm at the studio, I kid you not, and I'm so glad it happened the way it did. I'm in the studio um, with my boy Court, my producer Court, and Court is literally um, just, we're, we're talking, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I think we were talking about Russ. We were talking about Russ, we were talking about music, we were talking about um, just hip hop and the direction of my next move as an artist. And I kid you not, man, uh, we literally, while we were speaking, I got a phone call and he was like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Russ and, and Jack Boy. And no, actually, which one did he say first? He said, uh, Jack Boy and some other guy is, is, are going to be shooting at my venue tomorrow. Pull up if you're free. Just just come through. I think it'll be cool. I told him about you and I told him you're an awesome artist and I just mm -hmm. think you to this kind of thing and i think it's russ russ i've worked with russ before i think his name's russ he's coming tomorrow I'll just be there i'm literally sitting there like uh-huh all right yep sounds good hung up the phone i'm looking at my producer i'm like dog what just happened <laughs> like what just happened like mm. and i just kept thinking and mind you once again the random phone call led to all of these mm -hmm. um events leading up to that moment he calls me i'm like yo i dropped my schedule cleared my schedule, went on set early. I'm there all day with Jack Boy. Jack Boy is an artist signed to Sniper Gang, mm -hmm. um, even though him and Kodak are actually having beef right now, apparently. Um, but they're also Haitian. And, um, you know, I was with him for most of the day. And then Russ came that evening. And man, and what's funny is I had just really, like, got heavy into Russ maybe, like, six months, three to six months prior to meeting him. Like, I just had discovered him as a person first before an artist just discovered mm -hmm. him as an icon and 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 and, and um, listened to his audio book and just dive really deep into him and was like yo this dude's amazing and so I got to meet him and I, I bro I literally went to approach his manager to say hello and as I approached his manager Russ obviously walking over to his manager just introduced himself hi I'm Russ I'm like dog watch out boy like you the OG you legend like you didn't have to introduce yourself man but that's how that happened, man. So I ended up meeting Russ in that mm. moment. Um, prior to that, we were able to just kind of be on set together. 
the official meeting happened. Then they had to go, he had to go change and shoot another scene after we shot those scenes. Then I actually got to spend like the last like 30, 45 minutes of the night with Russ and the mentor who called me over to the studio. We were mm -hmm. just all chilling in one big group. Um, you know, and it was a it was a pretty awesome experience, man. It's a real experience because Russ is so down to earth. He's so real. Mm -hmm. um, he's an awesome artist. You know, it was so funny. I had heard a couple of his songs, but I, at that time, I was so in love with his message and, you know, his divine. Um, just, I don't know, just there was something there that he had that I felt like was for me in terms of information, knowledge, inspiration and passion. And literally, um, I became a big fan of his music immediately after. I went back and listened to all his old stuff. And I was like, ain't no way this dude is this, like, like nasty, like nice, like rusty. Right. He's nice, man. He's, he's, he's crazy. Nice, he's nice with it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that is what we talk about when we talk about the providence and mm. the, the ordinance of God right there. It's like, just imagine how from that one conversation all of these doors opened up for you and all these connections were made and all your your steps were ordered into those different directions, right? And so now you have these relationships with these individuals uh, that you may not have had if maybe certain other circumstances transpired the way that they did. But God is faithful, That's which which I love. And he allows you know us as his His people to be blessed in those different capacities. So um, yeah, I man, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought that was, I thought that was awesome. So. But man, um, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was awesome. You know, so for me, listening to because I'm a fan of your music, right? I mean, Nasby's Nasby's the homie, right? But I'm a fan of Nasby's music, like hands down, dope artist. See, Nasby don't know. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a little secret, right? right real quick, Nasby. Nasby don't know. Well, he, I don't know if he was picking it up, uh, but Nasby and I had a text conversation one day. And uh, I think you were in Virginia. You were in Virginia because, you know, I'm from Virginia. I think you were in Virginia Beach. And mm -hmm. I asked and I asked this question and I said, you know, Nashville, I see things happening. I see you moving in, 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 in spaces like who's your manager? You remember that? Mm -hmm. Remember that? I, I think I so. Like, yeah, I was too. like, who's your manager? And you wrote back. You were like, honestly, bro, God's my manager. And I was <laughs> like. I'm gonna leave it right there because what, what Nashville didn't know, I was gonna be, I was gonna try to be like, hey Nashville, let's kind of talk about, you know, what your boy could to step in that role and see what he could do. But when you said God's my manager, I was like, yeah, that's probably the best management that you can get, uh, even outside of what what I could probably do. That is the best the best management. But I thought I shared that um, share that with you. But like I said, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of of Nashby's music. Uh, who Nashby is, what he stands for, his beliefs. I love, I love it. I love him as a as an individual and what he stands for, and what he does. Uh, but I know in your music, you describe yourself as a conscious uh, mainstream artist. Like mm -hmm. so, 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 what does that mean, right? From a from that perspective, how would you describe a, a conscious mainstream artist? I'll answer that question, but man, you just showed me so much love, bro. I can't just skip over that, bro. I really appreciate that sincerely, oh, man. man. Always. Love and uh, bro, you've been a big supporter and a big inspiration for me too, man, since the day we met in that writer's room session and then at the Grammys and then just all in between, even you giving me some advice when I was looking for cameras, like, man, I really appreciate you. And and dog, I, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of business for us to do outside oh, yeah. of this, of course. you know what I mean? So, I know, I know it's coming, you know, these type of appointments are not um, mm -hmm. coincidental, 
You know what I mean? You definitely have that oil dripping on you, man, that, 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 you know, anointing. So it's like, I, I, I really appreciate you, but yeah, I just had to make sure that was said, like, you know, I appreciate said, that. for sure, for sure. Everything you're doing with this uh, t television series, bro, I've been keeping up with all the guests that you've had and all the people that you've been able to interview and the consistency is there, man. And you're executing, you're doing it with excellence. And I know it's, 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 it's already taking you far, but I know it's going to take you even mm -hmm. further. That's right. So, so yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate that. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, um, you said, what does conscious mainstream mean to me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, bro, it's literally like great music, but it's alive. It's great music, but it's it's a breathing, living, you know, inspirational, thought provoking, like just art. You know what I mean? It's because because. I, me and you talked about this on the at, on the first interview. I'll never forget because it was the first time I was able to really articulate it in a sense. Was that how much of a spiritual experience music music is? Period. You know that you know music is literally one of the closest evidence that we have to the unseen world and to you know to the spiritual world and to honestly uh, a substance of God in a sense where music is something that you can hear and it impacts you and it touches you, but you can't necessarily touch it and you can't necessarily um, you know. Uh, like you can manipulate it to some sense, but it, it has a lot of impact on you, but you can't, you know, it's, it's, it's in the air, just airwaves, sound waves, excuse me. And so, um, you know, literally it's a breathing, like just conscious. It's something that feeds the brain, feeds the heart, feeds the soul, but it's the type of music that whether you're listening for, you know, the inspiration or you're listening for the lyrics. So you're just listening because you just love the sound. You're going to be a fan of the music because it's it's like, you know, I see myself as an artist who can do a song with Kendrick Lamar, but I can also do a song with Ed Sheeran. I can do a song, mm -hmm. but I can also hop on a song with Imagine Dragons. And I can, you know, hop on a song with NF and Eminem and Corday, but I can also hop on a song with Ariana Grande. Like, I feel like, like, I call it mainstream because, you know, the sound, you know, is, is a sound that you could hear on radio and that you can hear on some major playlists and that you can soon hear God willing when we get our first movie TV placement, you know, um, film placement, those are the, the different types of music you can hear in those fields. And so that's what I've called it. And it, you know, it's, it's been the, the thing I've gone with since I'd say high school. And it's the one thing from my high school season of Nashville that hasn't gone away yet, you know? Mm. So, it's um that's a beautiful thing because you know oftentimes as you grow you're like man that's cheesy that's cheesy and I and who knows maybe one day I'll I'll, I'll step away from the conscious mainstream but I think it's still kind of you know growing and it still stays maybe we'll get a conscious mainstream you know hoodie, you know um mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's what that is man it literally is just you know amazing music that you can listen to but you don't have to worry about it degrading your soul or influence mm -hmm. spirit in a negative manner. But instead, you can always, you know, um, count on it just feeding into your life. And every time you press, press play, you're getting a good, you know, um, just vibe in that moment. But you're also feeding your soul. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the one thing that I love about your music is that and I know we talked about this on, on the last show was that your music is, is about healing and your music helps people. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's what I love about it. And so when, when, when the person's listening to it, they don't have to worry about, you know, you degrading, uh, another person or a female or talking about the same type of things that people are talking about, you know, being in the club and, 
you know, doing this type of illegal activity or doing whatever the case is, it's something that's going to help you to to grow, you know, your 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 spirit and to to uplift you. It is not something that's going to kind of interject, uh, you know, any of that negativity or toxic um, toxic into your into your life. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can appreciate that as as a fan of of music uh, that we need that we need more of that so that we can have that music that helps people to propel themselves towards towards greatness versus to you know other stuff but you know what i'm saying like i'm not knocking all of it i mean it has this i want to say it has its place maybe um but it is what it is right that's kind of the the culture of music and that we live in today but you know there are very few artists artists uh, who are putting out you know that type of music like today right you you just talked about Kendrick you said Kendrick today I just watched um heart part five yeah oh my gosh <laughs> I, yeah. I just saw the visual today and I was just like man that's that's why Kendrick is 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 one of the is one of the 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 the, the greats to do it like yeah it was just awesome uh right. how he portrayed those different uh, visuals and, and he had that deep fate going on with all of the uh, the different faces of the people and the message that he was communicating through that. Um, and, and for me, that's that's like your music, right? It's your music has a message to it that people can gravitate towards and can, because I, I honestly, I, I listen to your music and I'm like, that music is on that same level. Like mm. it's easily on that same level. I'm gonna, t- and we'll talk about it a little bit later. I got it right here on my, on my notes, but. <laughs> When I when I heard "All I Need," I mm-hmm. immediately now you know Cole is a fan. We'll talk about Cole in a minute. I got on my notes, but <laughs> I am you know I'm a huge J Cole fan, and I mm-hmm. immediately got uh, J Cole vibes off of that song. Like it took me back to, um, dang, what's the name of the song? Um, dang, here we go. Right, every time I try to use an example. Of something, the, the example leaves my head. Um, it's all good. Dang, what's the cold song now? You remember oh the album? Oh my gosh! It's not actually. It's not on the album. That's the thing. Mm. At least I haven't found it on the album. Um, oh Is my it? gosh! It's it's not. We all gotta die. That's not the name of the song. Um, Dad, come on, Ashby, help me out. It's 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 not. It's not. It's the one where he was uh, driving in the back of the truck. The video, when he oh, was driving, um, it's the, ah. it's the Mr. Bones stuff is not infested, but perfectly blessed with a style that you can't f with. Protection recommended. Could the definition of a weapon that can end it. Yes, that yeah. song. You know, mass destruction when I mash the button. Oh my gosh, that is my joint right there. But yeah. it took me back to that, to that same feel. That same mm-hmm. feel when I heard that song. It's the same feel I got when I listen to All I Need. Now we'll talk. I want to talk about All I Need in just a, in just a little bit, but <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. But um, I had I had the the same the same vibe. It took me to that same place when I first heard um, mm. that. Dang, you know what, Nashby? I can't do it, man. I mm. can't do it. It's going to stick in my head. I don't normally do this, but it <laughs> is going to kill me if I do not know um, what the name of that song is. I think it was it everybody dies. Or everybody, everybody dies. No, you're right. Is everybody dies? Yes, it is. yes, it is. Everybody yeah. dies. But yes, 
that like that's one of my favorite Cole songs right there. I mean, he was just so. But anyway, but yeah, that's what I get when I I I get that feeling when I listen to your music, and for me, your music is on that level with the Cole and with the Kendrick. People just need to know Nashville, and as soon as they hear, they're gonna be like, "That's it." That's that's it. Nashby got it. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm bigging Nashby up, y'all. I know I only have it's not that I'm bigging Nashby up. I mean, that's just the way it is. Right? Go check out go check out his music for yourself, right? Right now he has almost forty thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. You know, speaking of that, like how how did that happen? What what led to that? How did that growth explosion happen for you on on Spotify like that? Man, well, first, bro, praise God and thank you. Thank you, bro. Like, to just kind of list me on the same names as, as those legends, oh, yeah. bro, is, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, as the artist, you, when you're making it, you kind of know, right? This, this is like, yo, I, I know I'm there, but it's That's like, right. you know, someone else is able to see that and it's not like, nah, this son reaching. Like, no, you like, no, it's, it brought me there to that same level. That's that's humbling, especially That's right. for Ken. And um, these these guys are, are GOAT. Um, and grew up listening to them. So, but yes, the 40,000 monthly listeners on Spotify that came about. Um, so we talk about God's providence, right? And, and I know people who kind of come back, listen to my interviews, like, man, like this dude always got to preach, but it's not really preaching. It's just real. And, you know, folks will sit here and tell you manifest, manifest, do a backflip. You know, it's luck. It's, you know, the, the stars align and all these things, but it's like, yo, bro, God is making moves, man. He, he's the one who, who gives if, 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 if it like, so let me just tell you what happened. So literally I'm about to release chosen. Um, and I felt something in me just roaring. That was like, the record has to come out. Like, you know, many people don't notice, but I actually wrote the, wrote the record at the end of last year. Well, and about August last year, I'd say I wrote the record. Um, probably recorded it in that same month, refined it throughout the, the the next few months. And then when it was done, it was just kind of sitting on my drive because I was waiting to record it at Ice Pop Studios. I had mixed and mastered, you know, a lot of my career, but I actually had stopped mixing and mastering for a very long time and just allowed my producers to do all my mixing and mastering. And so though I had gotten chosen to a very nice sonically um, sound place, I wasn't confident enough um, that I was going to actually produce uh, like a really nice mix, you know what I mean? Mm. And so it was just kind of sitting there, and I felt something tell me like, "Yo, you need to you need to put this out." And 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 during that time, it was like it needs to come out now. So we went and shot the music video. I I didn't spare on the budget. We shot, you know, um, uh, really dope at the barber shop. You know, when I got my real haircut for the real video, we shot uh, you know some scenes there. Then also booked. Um, a black owned studio called Agenda Studios in Atlanta. Um, I had met the owner hooping with these CEOs who play basketball every mm. Wednesday in there. And I was like, yo, let me go support you and invest in your business. So I, I, you know, shot at his studio and, you know, shooting there was, was, was awesome. So I didn't like hold back on the budget. We did everything, got my guy quality, you know, um, it was produced by my boy Poetic Jr. Um, I had an interview on Friday. I forgot to shout him out. I can't forget to shout him out on We Create Music. <laughs> I just can't. So shout out to Poetic Jr. He produced the beat. Ironically, po Poetic actually sent me a, a, a Nashby beat love pack, you know, mm. like probably a year before I even wrote it. You know, so and that's why when Cole, ironically, we keep talking about Cole and Cole is mentioning on um, 
the off season, how mm. on one of the songs when it's like um, he's talking about his son, father, let go of my hand, let go yeah. of my hand record. And he talks about, you know, yeah, I heard this beat. Eve showed it to me and, you know, it, it didn't really hit me then, but it had to grow on me. That's mm-hmm. what chosen worked for me. It's like I heard it and I was like, I know when I do this, it's going to be crazy. But I didn't have anything to 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 go there with yet. And so um, literally writing the record, going through that whole process, um, I ended up putting the song out. And I did my part with trying to just get as much organic marketing as possible, right? Putting it up on my page, reaching out to different um, blogs and just kind of pitching them the story and try to, you know, not just blogs, but actually IG pages, just trying to do some collaborations with them to promote the record. And, you know, as much as I did that, it opened the door for a lot of fruit to flow in with social media, but obviously streams was a whole nother animal. So, so there were conversions, but some people were just satisfied with seeing the video on IG. And since they heard a lot of it, not everyone was led to go and you know find a YouTube video or add it on Spotify or Apple Music, or whatever. But a lot of people did, and so that's happening. And then out of nowhere, I get an email um, when I'm on a um, a call with my assistant, and literally the song. Um, I get an email and it literally says "Chosen" has been added to a new playlist. And I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, you get like right. emails mm-hmm. from like you know promoters like marketing promoters who were trying to tell you yeah we're trying to add you on our playlist just approve us and then you find out there's a fee and then you find out it might be a scam whatever so i'm looking i'm like yeah whatever then i open it (laughs) you know almost deleted it for real (laughs) and then like i looked and it says spotify i'm like let me check this email address it's probably a fake spotify email i was like yo this the real spotify then i went on my artist for spotify page and was like yo they really added chosen to this indie artist playlist with over 200,000 likes and it was called wow. fresh yeah man so, oh, fresh- so say, say that again say that again which which part the name of it fresh finds fresh finds so it might still be on there they it's fresh finds so every wednesday they add new music and it, it lowers my rating i think the last time i checked we probably had like two weeks left or one week left so it, as of this week it's either gone now or, or this week might be the last week it's on there but yeah, it was 200,000 likes on there. And literally it was just a bunch of indie artists that Spotify handpicked, like these guys are dope. They up next, check them out. So I was just humbled. I was like, wow, you know, what are the chances? Cause you know, I've been pitching a bunch of records to Spotify forever and they never came through. And so I did all that I could with my resources, shot the video, you know, recorded, um, split up content, turned the content into different reels, mm-hmm. took the reels and then, you know, sent them out to different um, IG blogs, like mentioned before, those hip hop pages trying to get some exposure. And um, that was turning really well. And, and, and in less than 30 days, we, we got like a thousand new followers on Instagram all organically. So we worked with those IG pages. They put out the content and people were just gravitating. And all of them are reaching back out to me like, yo, we have never seen this kind of traction before on uh, artist collaborated, you know, um, mm-hmm. IG posts. So that was the blessing that came from my obedience and, you know, my hard work, you know, and just having faith. But that Spotify thing I had that, bro, you can't pay for that. If mm-hmm. I call Spotify, right now and i'm like yo i got 100 racks for you come through and put my song on all the top playlists you're gonna laugh just like you did they're gonna laugh like you and say we don't do that like you mm-hmm. know these playlists are selected first by algorithms and after the algorithms there's a person just like b vaughn yeah. who's gonna be like i like this or no i don't and then b vaughn literally handpicks the records that he wants and mm-hmm. so whoever's 
playlist, we'll, we'll fresh tune it and refine it. So what's crazy is we get that placement, which is already a miracle. And then a week later, I'm on another call and I get another email. Congratulations, you've been added to another playlist. I'm like, what? I checked that one. It says you've been added to Energetic Hip Hop on Spotify. This playlist has over 600,000 likes. Mm -hmm. And on that one, I checked it because they told me they picked up God Given. I'm like, yo, God Given got picked up? God Given was released a year ago. They picked up God Given. And then literally after um, when I was checking to find where God Given was, I saw After All on there. And I was like, wait, what? So I got the email for God Given, but they didn't notify me. They put After All there first and then mm -hmm. put God and I only had the email for God given. So not one, not two, but three of my records in a span of two weeks got placed on some of Spotify's major playlists. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, man. Yes. Yo, God is good, bro. God is I, good. I got to honor him because I can't make that up. I can't. I'd love to tell you, hey, man, you know, I did a backflip. I went and, you know, marketed myself and all the big <laughs> is in the industry right. i went to events and did this in the third met the right person shook his hand you know and told him about myself mm -hmm. and he put the playlist i love to tell you i strategically made some special plan but it's, it's just false like right. god did that. all i did mm -hmm. was pitch but i pitched those records a long time ago god given after all were pitched a year ago you know what i'm saying and right now with chosen just that was recently pitched so for them to pick up chosen and then pick up two other records, you know, mm -hmm. it make sense. And so, you know, gradually, obviously, those mo those playlists on Spotify are literally like modern um, radio, radio stations, of course. Literally, so obviously that just you know spiked up the streams. Mm -hmm. And last thing I'll say about this story, what makes it even crazier, the energetic hip hop playlist. I was literally the only um, independent artist. Well, I was the only underground artist on that playlist. So literally it was Eminem, Jack Harlow, Big Sean, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Nashby, 50 Cent, Nashby, <laughs> you know, Jay-Z. That's uh, why I said Nashby <laughs> is at that level. People, you don't know, you don't realize it, okay? You don't realize it, but Nashby is at that level. The, the, the only thing that separates indie artists from major artists is what? What is the only thing that separates an indie artist and a major artist besides, you know, the money? Mm. Exposure. People mm. know them. People know mm. Eminem. People know Cole, Kendrick, 50, right? They know these mm. people because they were signed to major record labels and they had major distribution. They put out all these different albums, right? That's it. The skill level of Nashby is already there. That's, that's that's not even the question. The time is coming for when Nash when the world's gonna know and hear Nashby at that same level as an Eminem, a, a Dre, uh, a Drake, uh, whoever, right? A Kendrick Cole, whatever. Because Nashby already has the skill set at that level already. Like I'm telling y'all, go listen to this dude's raps, his rhymes, his flows. Just oh man. No, I'm gonna play one right now. You know, I'm gonna play. <laughs> I'm humble man. You know, honestly, I gotta figure out how to do that though. I gotta figure out how to, to, cause you know YouTube has content ID and all that stuff on it, and so I do want to find oh. out how to kind of start playing videos and music on here. I did one. I did it once. No, I did it twice, mm -hmm. where I actually played mm -hmm. somebody's somebody's video that I was interviewing on the show, 
Um, mm. I think that would be a great thing to to incorporate. Uh, hey, you know what? Cool. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, we about to check out Chosen right now. Boom! Here we go. And then it and it just does its thing. But um, I don't know. I may I may incorporate that. But uh, yeah, you know. So so speaking of Big Sean, mm -hmm. right? Speaking of Big Sean. What led to you opening up for Big Sean at the GMA's America Summer Stage in New York? How did that? All right, I'm always I'm always like just intrigued with how things happen for you. So speak about how that transpired uh, and what led up to that. Man, I will never be. Uh, that's one of those earlier uh, looks of providence, man. Because I'm in New York, I'm there for family. I'm at my cousin's. And, you know, I am literally bumping Big Sean's music so heavy in this season. Um, and I believe I had just met him probably a couple months prior to. And so I'm in New York. I'm, I'm still just reflecting and working hard on music. I end up seeing a message or a post that says Big Sean is performing for Good Morning America. Um, and there's a company called iota.com that gives like tickets to um, television events um, where you can pretty much just reserve it and get in for free. So you can get like tickets to like Wild and Out on there, different events, et cetera. I literally see it was, it was, they still had some tickets available. I went ahead and booked two and then called. I, I just wanted to go so bad. I called, I booked two tickets and called my cousin who has, man, shout out to Kingsley Joseph, Ken. That's my brother. He's believed in me since I was like, you know, 12, rapping mm -hmm. on my mom's laptop, holding it to my face trying to, you know, spit rhymes and then literally like take the records and mix them on in audacity, you know, trying my mm -hmm. best to just like he believed in me in those days. And so I'm with him. I'm like, bro, you got to come with me, whatever you're doing. Big Sean tomorrow morning. Good morning, America. We're there. He's like, mm, all right, why not? Let's do it. So I'll go to his place. I'm with him that night. We're supposed to wake up early. You know, you're supposed to get there at like 5, 6 a.m. We end up waking up at like 4.45, so we're late, you know what I'm saying, technically. Um, I'm trying to scramble and get my stuff together. What I'm going to try to say to Big Sean, if I get to meet him, what type of music I'll try to hand to him. Because when I had met him prior to, he was actually asking for my information, and I was writing it down. His security was like, yo, there's a threat in the area. I got to take Big Sean back to the tour bus. When I take him back, you know, then I'll come back and get your information. He never came, never right? Did, right. So I was like, let me try to get to him what was never given. And all this stuff. And so we, we hop in an Uber. We head over there. We're late. It's already packed. And it's, it's late in the point that it had not started yet, but everybody's mm -hmm. there. And it's come first serve with the seating. And so we're, we're together. I must say, you know, for the sake of true transparency and honesty, just so no one thinks I'm fluffing the story, my cousin is in a wheelchair. His story is powerful. Mm -hmm. um, he, he got shot when he was in college um, for defending, you know, a friend. And it, it was a bullet that almost took his life. He was able to survive and um it's a beautiful beautiful testimony but my cousin has done um in a wheelchair what i what so many have not done with two feet you know mm -hmm. he's a practicing medical professional um doing really well um has several degrees and it's hilarious and sometimes he's so powerful and so strong you wouldn't even think he was you sometimes i forget that he's paralyzed you know and and i i believe in jesus name he'll walk again um, but this guy is so powerful, I often forget that he was even ever, you know, paralyzed. And so we're together, I'm rolling with him, and we're supposed to go through general admission. 
all of a sudden he's like, yo, I see this VIP sign. Let's go. I'm like, dog, don't do this right now. I know he's a jokester. I'm like, bro, this is not the time to play. It's good morning, America. They got security. They asking for tickets. He's like, bro, just come on. Just shut up. Just follow me. I'm like, bro, you're wilding. We're, I'm going towards VIP. And there's a guy right there. He's like, all right, hold up, hold up. Give me, where's your tickets? I'm like, dang. I'm pulling out my ticket, knowing it's general admission, but I'm like taking it, trying to take my time, trying to get it out my back pocket. I know there's a there's a um, IG real TikTok sound right now. That's like, it's hard to get out, and they start laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was kind of like that kind of moment, man. And um, while I was taking it out, there's a, another security detail behind him at the top of the hill that's like, yo. Let them in, let them through. And it was like, huh? And like literally the, before I could show him our tickets, buddy in the back is already signaling, signaling us. And I'm thinking, I'm looking behind us like, who's he talking about? And literally, obviously he was talking to us and we end up getting past the security. And I tell you, man, we end up getting all the way. The guy who says, let him through, literally puts us front and center in the VIP section, moves wow. everybody behind places us in the front gives us breakfast umbrellas you know serves us like bro when i tell you so i'm literally getting front row seats to big sean on gma and it was just amazing and so um that's that was god's providence right there but mm -hmm. then it stopped because then big sean is, is about to get on tv and he came out for sound check but he's only doing sound check and then a live performance so there's a big crowd there but obviously it's not a concert. It's not a mm. show. They have multiple performers. So the director who's live there is like, we got to keep the crowd entertained. So he just starts saying, are there any artists in the crowd? Are there any rappers, singers? Yep. <laughs> so that's right. In my hand, there's a few other folks. Somebody else got up. And then I, I saw a cameraman in front of me. Thank God for that proximity. I tapped his shoulder. I'm like, yo, I'm an artist. You think they'll let me go through? He's like, let me see what I could do. And they went and talked to him. And they went and a couple, three people came up before me and then I ended up going. And then bro, like I spit this acapella monstrous 16, that you might've been a 32. <laughs> I spit that thing and the crowd went wild. Like they, went, like they went, when I say they went crazy, that was one of the key moments in my life that told me, look, these people woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning, got in their car, to go see Big Sean. They're standing in the rain, waiting for Big Sean. Listen to them cheer for you. Listen to them scream for you. Like, I still have the footage from that. I'll never forget. My cousin took it, took the footage for me. And, then, and bro, there was something in that moment that just felt divine. It was just like, yo, you have it. Like, whatever it is, like, you got it. I mean, some people, mm. some, people, some people had told me that. But in that moment, it was like, like I was convinced. I was like, oh, I, I, I'm supposed to be here. Like, this is literally a foreshadow for what is to come mm -hmm. and, and i was just so touched and it you know the crowd was just inspired they gave me a standing ovation i mean you know it was just it was just wild they were just like yo we were just trying to find some random artists and this kid from atlanta a, a superstar stayed. showed up <laughs> hey yeah, so that's how that happened brother it was a it was a blessing crazy experience i'll never forget um yeah and but that was God, though. Like, you can't make that up, man. That's right. You really can't, you can't make that, make that like, up. What's the chances I found the tickets on time? What are the chances they weren't sold out yet, right? What are the chances that we showed up late? And my, what what are the chances my cousin would have the audacity? Because some could say he was in a wheelchair. They wouldn't put him there anyway. Mm -hmm. 
would have went to general admission and they probably would have had a general admission wheelchair seat. Right. You know, but mm-hmm. he had the vote to VIP. And what are the chances God would have told that dude behind the other dude, yo. Let's go. Come on. That's right. He said, he said it almost as if we were celebrities and the dude didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, don't bother them. Come on, let them through. Like, that's that's what such and such. That's right. It's the preview. <laughs> It's it's the preview. Yeah. It's that's that's what it is. It's the preview. You know what I'm saying? Like, crazy. I, I I love it. I love it. I love it because it is the preview of what's to come, right? And so, you, you talk about hope, right? What's hope? Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you think about faith and hope. Mm. It's it's coming. Nashville is coming. You yeah. and, and you are preparing yourself already to be in those spaces. It's, I, don't, I can't tell you when, I'm not a prophet, right? So I can't tell you, <laughs> can't tell you when, but it, yeah. it will come, right? I mean, you're still, a, you're still a young man, it will come. And when it comes, you're already gonna be ready to walk in that space. I mean, and, and it, it'll be just like you can walk right into it mm. as, as it's already been prepared for you. You can walk right into that space. Mm. I'm just waiting for the day when, when that happened. I'm hoping that there's something that, that I could be at in some way where, where I can see that take place, or I can be a part of that, or whatever the case is. I'm like, man, I, that's my man, Nasty, right there. Like, yeah. I, I can already, I can already feel it. I can already tell. But you it's know, it's it's going, it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Okay, so let, let's talk about it, right? Thank here, you, we go, here we go. You know, let's talk about the cold, the cold. <laughs> yep, let's talk about the cold interaction and what happened. What transpired and what what led f- from that, right? Because something happened after that. That you know, and, and you can talk about it because of I, I know that I'll let you talk about. It. I'm not going to talk about. I'll let Nash talk about it. Got you. <laughs> well, hey man, just setting the record straight. Um, so here's here here's the here's the story. So I and to give context before where this is in the center of social media obviously allowing artists to blow up for it and that's actually been for a while now but there was still this need right for a label or still this aspiration where a lot of artists believe like yo you got to go meet somebody to get on and so that was my biggest motivator for meeting all of my heroes you know i really tried to do it because you know i want that's how i thought i was going to get on big sean met kanye spit for Kanye, Kanye, Kanye signed him two, three years later, but he still signed him. Right. J Cole waited in the rain for Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z, um, said no in that moment, Jay, Jay-Z's boy loved Cole, resent his tape to Jay-Z and Jay-Z, Jay-Z signed Cole, first artist of the label. So many stories like that have always happened. Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, you know, all these different folks, Eminem, right. There's always, you meet somebody and then they put you on. And um, so that was my goal. I had made it my mission, in addition to writing music, putting on my own shows, performing and hosting, try to meet as many celebrities um, or just some of the the biggest um, uh, muscles in the music business to try to get to know them and try to like show them my gift and try to get discovered, right? And so um, by then I had met all of my heroes for the most part, the last one I had not met yet was, and there's a few. I haven't met Kanye, I haven't met Eminem, I haven't met Kendrick. I made eye contact, eye contact with Kendrick. I haven't met Kendrick yet though. And then at that time it was Cole. And so during that time, 
um, I literally was uh, watching Boz. I had met Boz. Boz, mm. obviously everyone, he's, he's a little bit more mainstream now, going crazy, um, you know, but Boz, literally, I've met Boz over two times now, and both interactions were very personal. And um, the first time he came to Georgia State University to op open up for Lil Wayne, and, you know, after the show, he actually stood in the front and was like selling merch and like shaking hands, kissing babies, whatever. Mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is Boz the genius in front of me, man. And so I'm a freshman in college. I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, bro, is, is he the GOAT? That's the GOAT. And so I go and walk over to, to Boz and he's showing mad love. Tall dude. Dude was so tall. I was like, dang, I know he's that tall. Mm. Um, we were just, just vibing, connecting. And he literally sat me down, Yvonne, and literally gave me the game. He gave me the game. He mm. showed me the, the the like intricate things. He even discussed like how you can make a record deal work for you. Like a bunch of different gems that he just shared mm. with me. Like, wow. And I look back at my pictures on when that day happened. I still have the pics. If you go deep enough on the gram, you'll see it. You know, I look so young and I look like a child and I darn sure don't look like an artist. But Boz literally like still for some weird reason sat me down taught with me, gave me his time. It was, I kid you not, it was like 30 minutes of this guy giving me game in the industry. And it was just ridiculous. And then when he did that, we left. On our way out, we ended up leaving at the same time as him. I saw him in the street again. And I was like, yo, let me spit for you. So I, I, I spit for Boz, and, you know, and Boz gave me this this warm, like, yo, kid, you're fire. You know what I'm saying? And that was just, that, that warmed my heart. Mm. And um, fast forward, I meet Boz again. He does another show a couple years later at the Masquerade. I meet him after the show. I, you know, he remembered me. I was like, yo, you remember me, bro? He's like, bro, I clearly remember you. I'm like, no, you're just saying that. He's like, no, dog, I remember you. Georgia State, I was, I was like, yo, Boz, the ghost. <laughs> I love Boz, man. I ended up um, hearing about Revenge of the Dreamers. I think that was probably a year after that show mm -hmm. or maybe months after that show. Um, Revenge of the Dreamers, everybody's talking about it. These private Dreamville sessions, Revenge is they're inviting all the biggest producers, artists in the world. I'm like, yo, this is my time. This is, you know, I got to find a way to get into, you know, the revenge sessions. And so I'm literally watching Boz's story. And ironically, we talk about Big Sean. Big Sean had just released Double or Nothing and was doing an interview similar to this one, you know, at Tree Sound Studios mm -hmm. with Mitch. And I had seen the studio and I seen Big Sean talking about the studio when he did. I was like, yo. I got to go visit that studio because Big Sean was there. You know what I'm saying? And obviously learning that, obviously, Jay-Z, Beyonce, um, so many goats had, you know, recorded music there. So I've always wanted to go. I did my research on the studio. I see Boz, you know, on his phone in the studio. And I'm like, yo, I, I recognize those speakers. Ain't no way. I'm like, is that Tree Sound Studios? And so I'm looking. I start looking, doing my research. I'm connecting the dots. I'm like, yo, it makes sense. Revenge of the Dreamers is that Tree Sound. And because um, obviously Cole did say like in the invitation, it said meet us in Atlanta, but you don't know where in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at in the city. I just don't know where, you know, they said Atlanta, obviously Tree Sound is in Norcross, um, but still Atlanta, right? Um, uh, but literally, so I see it and I was determined. The moment I figured it out, I was like, yo, this, ha this is Providence. This is divine. This is like supposed to happen. I ended up literally, I had a date with my girl that day and... <laughs> I laugh at this story every time because I literally told my girl, babe, I know we got this date tomorrow night, but like I'm about to go meet J. Cole and meet the whole Dreamville team. <laughs> they probably gonna sign me and ask me to be a part of the session and like 
chill and at least soak in and be a fly on the wall, if not hop on a record. So like, babe, let's let's meet up for brunch in the morning. And after brunch, you know, I'm gonna go see Cole and I'll holla at you. You know what I'm saying? I love you, babe. She's confused. She's like, what are you talking about? I don't get what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cause I love my girl to death, man. She, she really loves me for me. She loves me for me. And I gotta give her a shout out, man, because she's just an awesome person. And she, she's not phased. She supports me, but she's not phased by any of the accomplishments I have, any materialistic things I've acquired or any opportunities I've had. She's never seen them like, ooh, opportunity mm. for her think she's just sincerely happy for me so in that moment she's like j cole what like we had our date you know it just didn't bother her in that time um we have brunch i leave her i pull up to the studio um it's 2 45 i think around the time i pulled up maybe 2 40. i'm sitting in the parking lot it's pretty empty i think i saw a producer or two pull up some other guys I'm like, oh that's interesting and then all of a sudden this red lamborghini trucks pulling red lamborghini truck pull it pulls in i'm like yo i wonder who this is Young Thug, it's probably you know Gunna. You know, I'm like, yo, this is probably one of the big ATO um legends. Might have been Ti. I'm like, I don't know who pulling in a red Lambo truck. And they were just in the car for a minute, and they just were playing with the car, like struggling to park mm-hmm. almost. Dang, that person struggling with the Lambo truck. Um, and I was just like, man. And while the person was doing a reverse, I saw a dreadlock, and I was mm-hmm. like, ain't no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked, bro. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, it's cold. So I was like, bro, it's Jermaine. And I'm telling you, bro, it's literally like empty parking lot, maybe two cars plus mine. There's a red Lamborghini truck struggling to park. I'm sitting there, B-Vaughn, and I'm at peace, bro. I'm literally like, it's time. Like, you know, this is the guy like Eminem ushered me into hip hop. Big Sean launched, you know, inspired me to, to take this career serious. And J. Cole was my fuel and my just almost a, a, a unknown mentor that kind of trained me in the arts, you know, in the martial arts of rhymes. Like, so I'm like, yo, I finally get to meet the sensei in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm being super corny right now. But anyway, I get to, <laughs> no, meet, you're good. <laughs> I get to meet the mentor, man, the person who like, you know, have been mentoring mm. me from a distance. And I'm thinking it's going to be just like how I met, you know, um, Big Sean. And it's going to be just like soon to be Russ. And right. uh, just like Boosie, even Boosie, man. I met Boosie, bro, and like Boosie was fresh out of jail. I was crazy for approaching him. <laughs> he was at Lennox Mall. I, I approached Boosie, like, yo, Boosie, how's it going? This is the third. He kind of gave me that Boosie look, that mean mug. And he gave me a fist bump, boom, and then walked off. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, Cole definitely going to ride with the boy because Cole is a dude who takes fans out to eat. Like, he was the dude right. that was on his tour bus and like, yo, I'm in um, freaking Tennessee. Who's on a lunch break? Let's go get let's go get some food. I'm picking you up. Like, and this dude would literally on Twitter pick up fans and right. eat with them and take them home and vibe with them and pay for their Ubers and make them listen to new music. Like Cole was that mm. guy. So I'm like, yo, this is there's no way this could fail. He doesn't have a show to be at. You know, there's he's apparently early to the session. Like, there's nothing that what could possibly go wrong. I'm at peace. I get out the car. I have my KOD um physical copy album for mm. him to sell. I had it in my bag though. You know, I look back and I, let me go ahead and explain what happened. So I literally um, approached him, not even approached him from a distance. I just hop out the car, smile on my face. I'm dressed appropriate, right? My my, my vehicle was a, was a nice, decent vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't look like I was on that type of trouble time. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't threatening. I didn't come out with my phone like, yo, y'all, it's J. Cole. Oh my gosh. Or yo, drop the Addy, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 
messed up literally as an artist, human being, a human being. I was like, yo, big bro. And I literally, you know, and he looked at me and he like kind of waved. And this is, I got a story, a funny um, little thing that me and the team joke about, I'll mention in a second. But I'm like, yo, big bro. And he looks at me, he kind of nods back. And I guess he thought, yo, oh, this dude is here for the session too. So, you know, then I started introducing myself. And I was like, yo, big bro, you know, my name's Nashby, bro. I'm an artist, college student, bro, Georgia State. You know, I'm an artist, I'm a big fan of your music for a long time. As I'm telling him all this, I couldn't even get any more words out because Buddy starts putting on his bag. He literally did this, Bivon. He literally did wow. this. I said, big bro, he wait, he kind of signaled me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then ran into the studio, bro. Like, just ran. Not ran, but <laughs> jogged quickly. <laughs> jogged like. quickly to the studio. Like, just escaped. And I was just like, at that point, I was just like, I didn't move. I stood still. I'm mm. like right here. And J. Cole's like literally like at a distance far enough to where I see him. He sees me. I didn't move. I didn't approach him on nothing funny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At that point, it's like, bro, I get it. Like you're a celebrity and all these things, but I'm a human being. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, it was mm-hmm. like, you could have, and I, you knew what type of time I was on too. You know what I'm saying? And And it was just like, Homie just didn't acknowledge me. He just shunned me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm sitting there just confused and almost disrespected because at that point I wanted to just keep saying, but wait, Cole, but wait. But then something in me just got silent and was like, yo, what just happened? You know what I'm saying? Because he starts walking away and I'm just like, and I even asked him, yo, like, bro, you good? Like, I I think Mm. I said all those lines of just like, why are you running away while I'm talking to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just weird. His security walks over to me. It's his famous security guard who'll be in all the documentaries, who's like mm. certified from black belts. He walks up to me. He's like, hey, man, sorry, bro. It's a private session. You got to leave. I'm like, bro, I remember you from the sessions, man. It's nice to meet you. But, bro, what just happened? He was like, yo, I, honestly, I can't even tell you. I don't know what just happened just now, but I'm just telling you, bro, you can't be here. It's a private session. It's all love. Mm. I go. I'm like, but dog, like, like, what? I was, I just kept saying, what, like, what just, what just transpired? Like, it just, I was, I was speechless and I was just shook. I was like, there's no way this just happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just keeps telling me, yeah, bro. I'm like, yo, but can I, I got the CD. I thought you could sign it for me. Sorry, man. I can't take it. Yo, can I got my music on this drive? Can you, Hey man, just email it. Anybody you want to reach a dreamville, put their name at dreamville.com, whatever. I'm like, wow. oh dang you know and it, it really just 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 hurt me there mm-hmm. and i was trying to spark conversation with him like and he was just like yo gotta go man but yeah bro you got you got it you got to get off though he was real cool he was vibing with me mm-hmm. but then he doing my job you gotta go it's like dang i'm back in the car i'm sitting there like like hurt but upset and at that moment i'm not trying to take no for an answer because i'm trying to understand and i know boz is there so then I'm like, yo, maybe I'll stick around and see if Boz or anybody else I noticed, you know, was there and I could try mm-hmm. to get somebody to introduce me or let me in. Boz does show come out, but when he comes out, he comes out for like five seconds. I'm trying to muster my confidence again to mm-hmm. even open the door and wave. You know what I'm saying? And before I could even muster my confidence, Boz goes back inside. And I'm just sitting in the car. I'm like, dang. At this point, it's almost three o'clock. It's three o'clock now. Cars are flooding. In. So you can mm-hmm. tell even the divine timing of everything. Cause I just showed up in the middle of the mm-hmm. day, with no invite of timing. And I just showed up and I just planned to stay there until I saw somebody, but I had no idea. I showed up right on time to meet Cole who was there early. And then mm-hmm. at three, 
cars just start flooding the parking lot, mad people pulling up, mad people were showing in. And um, I was just like, dang. And I'm blending in with the vehicles. His security comes back out. He's looking around and he's like, he starts pointing at my car. He's like, yo, that car needs to go. I'm like, dang, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. at that point, I'm not going to be on that type of time. I'm not trying to ruin nobody's event. Right. I'm not trying to be that person who's overdoing a welcome. I got good artist etiquette. You know, I was a fan, but I'm also, mm -hmm. I've networked with celebrities before. Like, I understand what's happening here. Like, it's cool. I'll just go. But man, I, I can't lie. That was probably one of the most yeah. overwhelming ride homes, you know, I've ever had. I'll call my girls like, baby, you still free tonight? Can we, can we hang? She's like, baby, I already made other plans. So I got homework. I got school in the morning. I'm like, dang. Oh, I went back to the dorm, bro. I was, I'll be honest, bro. I was distraught. I was, mm -hmm. I was low key, man. I was sitting there just like, what's happening? And I start reflecting on Cole. I was like, bro, you Jay Z literally did this to you. You waited outside for Jay Z in the rain, and then Jay Z dissed you. And then you said F him. You said F, F Jay-Z. And then a year late, late, later, Jay-Z was, mm -hmm. you know, signed. You know, that's what he said in interviews and in his music. And, you know, I'm like, how did you let that happen again? You know what I'm saying? And, and mm -hmm. how'd you do this time? And, you know, and then obviously, let me clear up, Bivon. I got to say this. Like, it's important for people to um, understand that there's no such thing as entitlement, like, for real. Like, you... You, these artists don't owe us anything. They're human beings, their dads, their moms, their, you know, brothers, sisters, sons, daughters. Like, they don't owe us nothing. Yes, we fund and help with buying tickets, buying merch, mm -hmm. whatever, buying music, but that doesn't mean they owe us anything, right? Um, and so, But obviously, since that's the way of getting on was the discovery route, how else J. Cole, who has a label, who's the CEO of that label, you know, it made sense for me to want to approach him as an mm -hmm. artist and I at least expected to be treated like a human being, especially by an artist that I looked up to my right. entire, you know, music journey. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that was, that was devastating for me, man. That was challenging. That wasn't difficult to process. Um, and so literally um, that became the end of that story for that time being. And um, yeah, at that point I was really like, almost upset with Cole, you know, just being mm. honest. I was just like, man, like this was, this was, this was a tough pill to, um, to swallow that, that had just happened to me. I was like, yo, I start reflecting. I'm like, yo, look how Boosie treated me. At least Boosie acknowledged my presence as a human. You know what I'm saying? Cole, Cole. And everyone I told was just like, hey, look, oh, look, 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 people like he did. He was like, <laughs> Not even, I wish he did the peace sign. I wish that would at least acknowledge. Oh, at least that would have been dope. <laughs> at least the peace sign. Bro just gave me the. I got a ghost sign. He pointed. Like, mm. I, you know. Right. I was just like, bro, not a word. You couldn't utter hello, goodbye. I'm sorry. Mm. No time. Email me. Right. Don't talk to me. Hey, man, sorry, bro. Cuss me out. Something. Speak mm -hmm. to me, bro. I'm human. Like that's how I felt in that moment, bro. Mm -hmm. So that was a story, and um, I know I've been long winded telling that story. Nah, that was a man. Was, but you know, um, but that obviously led into chosen, which I can kind of tell you, kind of mix that story of what mm -hmm. how the lyrics came about. But that's uh, that's how that went. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's, it's easy to become distraught when we see those that we look up to and then we ex we expect a certain type of 
reaction or involvement or acknowledgement from from those individuals. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like, but wait a minute, is this is this what happened to you? Mm. And then you know how you know how we were like little kids. I don't know if you have, but I know like for me as a little kid, I'm not gonna be like my dad. I'm not gonna be like my mom, right? <laughs> and then Jay Z did it to Cole, and Cole did it to you. It's kind of like, well, you just did the same thing that that your hip hop father Jay Z mm. did to you. And it's mm. like, you know. So here's here's what I would say. Mm. Don't fret. Don't fret over it. One, we don't know what was going through Cole's mind during that time. You know what I'm saying? So he could have been kind of busy because I do I do remember from watching that whole documentary, he talked about being more in that CEO mind mindset. Right? He he said he had to remove himself as an artist and to really concentrate on being a CEO and making sure that people had what they what they needed and that there were other people coming in. So, okay, you good. We got we got this studio space. We got this. I, I remember him saying that. But but for me to you, don't fret. That time will come again. And then when that time come again, you're going to get the amount. Of, you're going to get the time that you need with him in order to do whatever it is that you need to to do. It may be six months. It may be a year from now. But that time is is going to come because what I love what you said is that you have your own artist etiquette. You have an artist etiquette. Most artists don't have an artist etiquette. They run up, they throw CDs in your face, they, they spam you on Instagram, but and that's not artist etiquette. But you have you have that. And if Nashby keeps doing what Nashby is doing, then those doors will open up for those conversations to happen, those opportunities to take place. Right. And so when when something doesn't work out the way that we expect it to or that we we want it to, we leave ourselves open to say, OK, that didn't go the way that I planned, but there's going to be another opportunity down the line that that will happen. And that may be the one that that sparks whatever whatever takes place. But, yeah, I remember listening. I remember seeing that on Instagram. I remember hearing Chosen going, wow, yeah, I would feel distraught right about the whole situation. Um, you know, it's so funny. I saw Boosie about a month ago, and I, and I didn't approach. I didn't approach Boosie. You know, mm-hmm. I knew it was him. And, and you know me. I am like, oh, there's a famous person. Okay, cool. What's good, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm friends with a famous person. I had DJ Toon. Well, I don't know if I had to say his name over here, but I had a <laughs> had a famous DJ over my uh, a producer over at my house. We spent for like nine hours over here, just chit-chatting and, and eating and shooting the breeze and doing all types of stuff, right? But mm-hmm. those times those times will come mm-hmm. uh, and that time will cold is gonna come. Um, it may not have been at that moment. That I may that may not have been the time, the, yeah. the designated point in time, but that there will be a point in time when that opportunity will present itself again. Mm-hmm. So Man, I received yeah. that prophetically, bro. I yeah. do. And it's like, and I got, I got love for Cole, like I said on the record. No beef, no nothing. Obviously, in a moment, it was devastating. But, like, man, I, I got over that real quick and even thought about, like you said, there's so many things that could have been on Buddy's heart and mind. And I know one day we'll, we will connect on the right terms, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it will be love, you know. Um, it's just so funny, like, a couple of jokes from all of this, right? Um, one of the things, if you notice, the middle child, and he's like, um, what he said, like, I'm little bro, and be bro that one. At, at the same time, yeah. Right? I'm about to go and be jigger for lunch. So he mm-hmm. talks about being like 
old bro, big bro at the same time. And I'm, I, I was like, yo, he probably wrote middle child the day I was like, yo, big bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I probably say, yo, big bro. And he just registered in his head. He's like, yo, I'm big bro. But I'm also little bro. I just left Jay-Z. Now I'm about to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, just all jokes, you know, just like, yo, like, man, I need my credit on middle child. I'm just teasing. Right. Um, <laughs> I need my middle child credit. Man, Nashby, man, we've been talking for some time, man. We still didn't even get to talk about the EP, uh, what's coming up in the future for for Nashby. Uh, you know, I just love, I love when we get together, we just have these conversations. We got to do it more often. Um, yeah. There's some things I, I got, I want to I wanna plan out, but it's having conversation like this uh, as often as possible. So we got to make sure that, that we stay in contact, we stay in touch, because I know that you're doing doing some amazing things and your, your time gets real busy, right? And so, man, like we over hour 13, but like, I want to keep going. I still want to talk. I still got to find out some more stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Any questions you got, we could try to shoot maybe 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, out. sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so talk about The Chosen Brand. Yeah, I want to make, sure we, make sure we plug that. Well, yeah, for sure. So it's, it's, it's something in development. It's not fully... Uh, I mean, we started selling merch. Thank God. Uh, I sold, we introduced the merch at the recent concert that I did and we sold out that night and that was just t-shirts. I had my hoodie on that night. Everybody wanted a hoodie. So, you know, we're about to launch the store soon. I got some good peers of mine who were pretty awesome influencers, um, low class um, or or underground celebrities, you could say, just coming up who are going to model for me. And, um, you know, yeah, we're going to launch the Chosen brand because, yo, Chosen, because one thing I just want to say for any independent artist watching this today, 30 years from now, understand that it's God who gives, God who gives, God who approves. You know, one thing I think God taught me from this whole Chosen experience, Chosen in itself, I discussed the issue or the circumstance with Cole and versus, you know, contrasting it with Russ and with Big Sean and with Lil Nas and all the other individuals I have met, I talk about in the song, even DJ Khaled. But the truth is, like, even though, thank God that Russ and Big Sean showed me love, but even if they didn't, you know, it's not man who gets to validate and says, yeah, you're called. Yes, you're anointed. Yes, you're chosen for what you're doing. That's God. God is the one who chooses you. God is the one who who validates you. And he's the one that gives success. You know, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. No sorrow at all. And so God is it's God who blesses one to be rich. And I think that that wealth is not only monetary, but it's rich in life, rich, rich, rich in, in self and heart and et cetera. And so that's what chosen the brand is all about. It's like, yo, I'm chosen by God. If I'm alive, if I'm breathing, if I'm on planet Earth, I'm not dead. There's so many people who don't get to see today. If I'm still here breathing, it's because I'm here for a purpose. There's still work for me to be doing. That's what chosen is all about. That's what the song is all about. You know, it's love for everybody, but you can't put human beings. That's another thing. You can't keep putting human beings on a pedestal. You can't put human beings in the place of God. You just can't. Human beings will always be human, no matter how rich, healthy, wealthy, successful, no matter what they're driving, no matter what they got going on, they're always going to be just human beings and there will always be a God above. So that's what that's about. Mm. I'm not even going to ask you what advice you have, because that's the advice. (laughs) <laughs> man, that's awesome, brother. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. See, that's why I love Nashville, y'all. Like, y'all don't understand. Oh, man. There's not many people. There's not many people like Nashville. And that is what I respect. 
And that is what I cherish. There's not many people like Nashby. Not in this music industry. Not, not, no. Man. Nashby, thank you, man. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for the music that you make. Like I said, I'm a fan of yours. I am a, I am a 100% believer in in Nashby and what you do. Hands hands down. So, but, uh, yeah, man. So what's what's next for Nashby? Thanks, B. Vaughn. Praise God, bro. But I appreciate it sincerely. Um, yeah, I mean, what's next is getting the, the merch store up. Um, I'm trying to uh, get uh, put together a, uh, a bookings team this summer to try to get us as many bookings as possible. I've been getting booked for a lot of different events to rap, to, um, to host. Um, but I'm trying to get more of those to try to, you know, really transform um, my music into a functioning, you know, business. We're obviously we're selling merch to give people an opportunity to support the brand, but also, you know, doing shows, doing more events. Um, I was getting booked with 500 monthly listeners. So now with 35,000, 36,000, obviously we're praying that we are able to get a lot more bookings. And, you know, if even for the same price or even, you know, we plan on doing a somewhat of a tour, a miniature tour this summer um, and just leading on ongoing into the fall and et cetera. So that's the biggest things that are up next for me. There is an album on the way. There's an album I'm working on. I, I, I said it first right here. We create music. Mm. Um, I'm working on it. I have the title and everything. There's two projects I'm working on right now. And so we're just trying to get that together. That project, I ain't going to lie to you, Vaughn. I think it's going to change my life. But I just mm. don't. I think Chosen unlocked this atmosphere of change in my life already and has just been, been making a lot of buzz. But this project i think is going to do some wonders and so i'm being very intentional about it i got some bold requests you know in terms of features and different artists that i'll be collaborating with you know so it's going to be a very very solid piece of work so that's that's what i've been working hard to to finish is that project and then there's another project that i'm that's going to follow that that i'm working on as well um you know and then we're just going to try to put as much singles you can expect um another record before the end of this month again, God willing. Mm -hmm. And that one is mean. It's mean, man. You'll love it. It's very mm -hmm. mean. Um, and it's, it's hard. It's going to be dope. I know you guys will love it. I'll drop the name. It's called Liberation. It's coming out. Um, and it's 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 different. It's different, but it's, it's, it's raw. So that's what's coming next for the boy. Hey, Liberation, man. I can't wait. I, I already know it's going to be great. I already know it's going to be fire. So I can't wait to hear it. I already know it's going to be fantastic. So... But last thing, Nashby, tell people how they can connect with you. Yeah, so you can find your boy right there on the screen. You see it, Nashby Official. You can find me at NashbyOfficial.com. You can get me on Nashby Official on Instagram, Nashby Official on Twitter. I deleted Twitter, but sometimes I periodically still check in. So if you follow the kid, you'll probably get um, something from me one day. But in all honesty, get me on Instagram. My email I'll share publicly, partnerships at NashbyOfficial.com. You can send me um, feature requests there, questions. Um, you know, just fan love and letters. You can send requests, booking requests, whatever it is. I got you. Um, I check that email. So does my assistant. We look at it often. We both have access to it, though we're trying to grow the team. Um, so, yeah, that's where y'all can find me. Shout out to B. Vaughn, man. We create music TV, just presenting the best platform. There's been some legends on this show. There's been some up and coming on this show. So obviously B. Vaughn is a man of the people, not above, but equal, right? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Cole again. Shout out Cole this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, shout out to B. Vaughn. And thank you for all the work that you're doing for the community, for the Atlanta music community, for the Atlanta Music Business Society, for the Grammys, for literally, you know, 
up and coming artists like myself, you you were riding with me when I had 50 monthly listeners. I think that's when we did our first interview. It was mm-hmm. probably like 100, 200 monthly listeners. Now we're at 36,000. There's been growth there. The love is still the same. And I appreciate you for, for being there for the boy. Yeah, I appreciate you too, brother. Appreciate you too. So, man, if you wouldn't mind sticking around for just a moment while I close this up. For sure. All right. Man, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. I'm telling you. Ah. I, I want y'all to know that this is the this is the guy right here. Nashby is the guy. Like when a couple years, when you look back, you're gonna be like, "Yep, Bevon said it." I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But man, oh gosh, I hope y'all enjoyed the interview. Please make sure you support Nashby. Go check out his music. Become a listener on Spotify, right? Uh, partake in the merchandise that he has. Go to shows if you're here in the Atlanta area. But just be a supporter of Nashby and, of course, be a supporter of We Create Music TV. Uh, but thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to hit the notification bell to be notified when we drop content. And we will catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>